What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to another episode of Spread Love FM. I am your host, Trev, and I'm here again, continuing the series that we uh, are doing this week, a conversation that I had with a co-worker who is on a different uh, side of the social, religious, and political uh, spectrum. It is all, I guess, a part of a new platform that we launched called the Value Exchange Project. We had our first meeting, virtual meeting, Friday, in which divergent groups uh, come together to speak about topics that are, uh, you know, that kind of expand our understanding, uh, community, uh, fellowship, and um, I, you know, I it's it was. I don't believe really in irony or coincidence anymore. I really feel like uh, messaging, uh, the messaging, I'm being led uh, by the Holy Spirit and that these type of conversations are happening, you know, together. And um, this one that I had with my coworker came right on the heels of our first uh, the value exchange project meetup. So um, it is in that spirit that the questions and many of the issues that were brought up that Friday night uh, came really uh, to bear head to head, you know, came just kind of were laid there for me to have at work at the very moment I was thinking about having this conversation with this particular coworker who I was drawing closer to in terms of a bond, uh, we were, but I knew that he was on a different side. So I was really curious to hear what he would have to say on these topics. And I guess in a way wondered what it would be like if he was in one of the value exchange meetups. And he actually asked me what it is that we do, what it is that I do in terms of the conversation that we have. And what is it in the real world that I am doing to manifest the things that we were speaking about. And um, I told them about the Value Exchange Project. So who knows, maybe one day. So last time we spoke about, um, he was a Trump supporter. I was a supporter of Black Lives Matter and um, the conversation that we had. And today I'm going to try to wrap this up because we touched on a bunch of different topics over this one shift of at work. And I'm going to try to put these last three into one uh, because I do want to end this up, finish this this week before our next meetup at the Value Exchange Project. And the three things that I'm going to touch on, three or four things. So the borders, um, the Israel, Palestine, and capitalism. And religion as well, because we actually spent a little bit of time in all three of these, and they kind of wove through many of the others. And so, um, and to be quite honest, I am um, recording all of these back to back, so I'm been, uh, I'm I'm a little bit exhausted. <laughs> so I'm um, I'm going to try to wrap this up in a tidy bow. So in regards to our discussion, um, we came up with the the Trump 
topic, and I don't know if it was in this order, but we he his one of the questions that he would ask is about the borders and the borders, and how we need to secure the borders. And he would ask me, "How do I feel about that?" And my answer was, "It followed." I think he he got a bigger answer than he asked for. Because this goes back to my discussions with my activist group in uh, New York. We spent many days, you know, a couple of years every day speaking about issues like this. And then one of the issues we spoke about often was the borders. And my response was the same that I gave their, them in our meet up meetings, our gatherings, which was I don't believe there should be borders. I don't believe that, you know, I'm not buying into the premise that borders is something that should exist. The fact that we have borders means that we are possessing, owning something that does not belong to us. And um, I, I refer, and I didn't refer to this in our conversation, but I refer to this in other conversations about indigenous neighbors who uh, settled this land and how they were, they had a different kind of perspective on how they lived and that this land, I mean, it did, we put it in our, you know, we as an Americans put it in our, um, one of the songs, this land is your land, this land is my land. There's, that's not really the case. They really lived up to that from what I understand. And I, I imagine there are uh, variations in the spectrum based on which tribe you were from and how open you were to allowing others to exist on your border. Um, but I refer even more recently in my readings of the Bible in Genesis. And if I get the names wrong, please correct me. I know my spiritual uh, family and friends who will, who will not hesitate to do that. But I, I think it was Abraham who uh, was lived as a nomad and did not purchase land, yet he became wealthy. And the only land, I, if I remember, that he purchased was the lot, the plot of land to bury his wife. Rebecca, I think it was. And when I read this, uh, it, for me, was the first spiritual indication of God's intentions that he will bless us and this blessing will come without us having to say that lay claim to a section of land and to lay claim to this enclosure to say that this is ours and then now we need to defend this as opposed to living off the land and sharing the blessings of that land and um there was uh and i i there's other parts of scripture and i didn't prepare myself scripture wise but uh, maybe in a future episode I, I would where one of abraham's sons um was blessed with being able to draw water in arid land and that the king or the Pharaoh, whatever they called them back in the Bible days, would see 
Abraham's son, I can't remember if it was Isaac or whoever it was. You guys know where this is, so you find it and post it in the notes, and I'll post it in the show notes as well. And how they pushed them from one well to the other and one well to the other because they were in a way jealous that he was so um, prosperous and he would not fight for that well. He would say, oh, okay, take it. I'm not going to fight you over this plot of land and I will move on to the next plot of land. And then God blessed him there. And then they came and said, no, we want this land as well. And he said, okay, take it. And he moved on and he did that three or four times until they finally left him alone. And um, what an illustration, what an example of the intention that God had for us in terms of how we occupy space on this earth that he gave us, that it is not for us to take. So when my coworker asked me this question, that's, I answered it with, in that spirit, that we are protecting whose borders? The indigenous Native, Amer Native Americans who were here first? You know, because of wealth and power, because of the blessings that nations received, living in the fertile crescent and being able to have domesticated animals to give you a head up on another society, that you use this blessing to, to exploit and to oppress others, that this is the right that we are defending now on our border. Um, and I, I, I was nowhere near as eloquent as that because uh, the exercise that I had with this work was mostly a listening exercise, but that maybe the few words that I was able to exchange, just that one line that I don't believe in borders, maybe that something that he didn't consider before. Um, so that was, uh, a question that relates as well to Israel-Palestine, because even in that example of I'm learning through my scripture reading that this Israel-Palestine war is based on that plot of land that Abraham bought for his wife. And that's at the source of everything that's happening in Israel-Palestine. And the prayer group that I am having Tuesday to Friday for the last seven to eight months every morning, six to eight or nine, 10 o'clock well, sometimes. That in learning that and in the recent readings of Genesis that we are now reading, to find out how that relates to the Israel-Palestine war is blowing my mind to see the history behind that. And I don't know who is aware of the history. I am not really active on the Israel-Palestine debate in the way that I am with economic justice or with civil rights. But to see that and to be able to see that line from Genesis to today, you know, this is why I now value scripture above any other reading that I have done in my life. 
So, yeah, he spoke about that and he spoke about how we spent enough money on the Ukraine war and uh, we went into all these border discussions. And um, that was my answer. And I heard him. And I, um, but I, his, his, he was wrestling with what's happening today in politics. And I was wrestling with what's happened for the past 2000, well, whatever, 2000 years. And, um, yeah, it's it's a discussion that we also touched on in our Friday group, our, our the Value Exchange Project. So once again, if you want to join us, spread love FM, leave an email, and we'll send out a invite if there is enough space. Uh, this also so that's the religion, the religion and the borders, and he spoke about uh, the Catholic Church and all of these topics and how do I minister. He actually asked me. If, I planned on being a preacher. And I said, no, I mean, I want to inspire, not instruct. It is not for me to tell you what you need to do. It is for me to live the life of love. And if you are inspired by that, then I have done my part. But the final thing that we spoke about was uh, capitalism. And now the place that we were working is a, Fortune 500 company. I'm not going to mention the name, but many of you may know it from my other podcasts. But he asked me if I believe in capitalism. And um, my answer was that it is not simply black or white. That First of all, I don't use labels because there are so many nuances to these discussions that to put a label on someone is to kind of put them in a place that you feel comfortable in engaging them. But what I did say is that there are parts of capitalism that I don't believe in. There's an exploitative element to it. There is an element that, and the example that I specifically use is that you and I are here working in this place and we are getting paid X amount of dollars. And I was, if this was a local business that had many of, the same thing that we are offering to our to our neighbors. And if there wasn't people out there in another place, let's call it Wall Street, who were gaining wealth from doing nothing except for the exchange of money, that that would leave us with more. That it is this industrial complex that allows the exploitation that I am working for, that you and I are working for X amount of dollars while there is a investor who is making exponentially more, widening the wealth gap and causing the middle class to diminish. And I guess the one thing that we both agreed on, me and my coworker, the reoccurring theme through all of these discussions is that there is a, an element out there. There is a entity out there that is out to divide us. That is out to make us fight amongst each other so that they maintain power and control. And on this, we agree through each one of these points that I touched on during the course of this series.
And for me, that's capitalism at its worst. And we agreed, yet didn't quite agree, because it felt like he wanted to hold on to the narrative that it's capitalism versus socialism. And I wanted to expand it. So it felt like we were saying the same thing, but wanted to hold on to our narratives. So this is where we left it. This is the shift was over and I had to sign out. He was still had to work a couple of hours. And at the end of this discussion, him and I hugged and we said how much we appreciated this discussion. And even now, as I say it, I get goosebumps because this is what it is all about. Humanizing one another, talking to one another, seeing each other for the whole of who we are and not just a maim or a hot take or an entity or, you know, a narrative that we are whole humans that I respected him even more than I did before we had this discussion and I respected him before the discussion. So this is what the Value Exchange Project is about. I had a promo for the Value Exchange Project that I posted uh, on Sunday. And I was celebrating how beautiful it was that we had this discussion as a group and we had opposing views and shared stories and testimonies. But it was on that same day that I posted it where I had this discussion with my coworker. And it was then that I realized that that first iteration of the Value Exchange Project last Friday was nowhere near where it needs to be. So I hope that through our upcoming meetups that we will get there, that we were still in that beat up Friday, still a part of one side, one faction of a political, social, social, spiritual, well, not so much spiritual, but one part of a bubble. We were in a bubble. We were still mainly in agreement, arguing nuance. Whereas my discussion with my coworker that very same day was the opposing sides that need to talk. That's who really needs to talk. So in many ways, the Value Exchange Project on Friday on Friday was an affinity group. You know, we were comfortable speaking amongst each other. But I would like us to get to a place where we can have these uncomfortable discussions. And I will end by reading our prompt, Leading with Love and Grace. And it goes, we understand that conversations around sensitive topics can sometimes lead to unintentional misunderstandings or offense. Therefore, we extend grace and learning opportunities to those who might inadvertently project hate. 
We encourage growth, empathy, and the deeper comprehension of diverse viewpoints. And with that, my neighbors, I thank you for following us this week. Hopefully I will see you Friday at the Value Exchange Project. And until then, my name is Trav. This is Spread Love FM. Peace and blessings.